Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I am so glad that you are here with us, and I am so thankful to be your host. On the 16th season, 28th episode, Biblical Archaeology Today, where we do all things archaeology. And so we're looking at the reliability of the Old Testament. And what can archaeological finds, such as Kith of Hinnom, the Nash Papyrus, the Dead Sea Scrolls, what we know about copying practices, rabbinic tradition, the Masoretes, tell us about this. So the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible, Holden Geisler gives really good summation on this. This is a part two from yesterday, but you don't have to listen to yesterday's. You can just listen to today's. We're just glad you're here. But if you want to, you can. I'd love to, for you to listen to our entire uh, playlist and share it with your friends. So let's get started here. We're on page 50. There was much more involved in the transmission of the biblical text than merely copying what was seen on a piece of paper. According to rabbinical text, copyists were required to read the Hebrew text out loud as they wrote them down. Now that's good. The copyists needed to give attention to how the scriptures were read because it was also required that the copyists possess sufficient knowledge of both a tradition of Ketib as well as Kieter. Ketiv and Kier, that which is heard, that which is spoken. There's about, I think, 292 instances of that in the Masoretic text, in the margins. They were also equipped with a tradition that would enable them to check their words in various errors, areas. Excuse me. This tradition was employed well before the time of Christ. It grew more precise over the centuries until it was standardized in the Masoretic system. So this has kind of been something I've been jumping up and down and saying for many years is there were Masoretes before Christ. That even though we say the Masoretic tradition started in Tiberius, 5th, 6th century AD, it's kind of the standard thing. As that just shows, I mean, there was, there was already this incredible system in place for accuracy and copying before the time of Jesus. Preservation of the Hebrew scriptures involved more than merely supplying the demand for more books in the Jewish religious culture. This preservation tradition springs from a reverence of the Pentateuch, desire to aid in the effort to supply Israel to copies of these sacred texts. Notice even Timothy, several hundred miles away, was raised in that, as was any place there was a synagogue that was one of the first orders of business, get an accurate copy of the Bible. A word about the oral transmission of the Old Testament should be mentioned. Oral tradition was very important in the Jewish culture and served as one of the main ways to transfer information, among many other things. The Torah, being a central part of Judaism, was transmitted orally as well as written form. Berger Gerhardson provides locations of the most important centers for the preservation of this tradition, with texts such as the oral Torah. And we really need that today. We need people memorizing Scripture. It's so easy with our cell phones and all this. that We need people that know Scripture. I met a Chinese Christian engineer from Purdue University sitting next to me on a plane one time, and he said they had teams memorizing the entire Bible, so uh, their Bible could never be taken from them again. The home was seen as the foundation where the Torah could be preserved faithfully indeed, and in discussion within the family. The children in the home were raised in an environment in which all actions and behavior were f affected by the teachings found in the Torah. 
that good. It was not uncommon to expect Jewish children to memorize uh, vast quantities of scripture. These kinds of customs continued on in the community from private family devotional life into the public domains. The scriptures of the Torah were used in public Jewish ceremonies as well, such as during feast days and the temple rituals that were done during these gatherings were aimed at making the people familiar with the text in the Torah. Another area where a young person could be exposed to the oral Torah was in a qualified school. These schools were often held in the synagogue where scholars could be trained in fields dedicated to scribal transmission of the text. And it was there that the Pharisees, scribes, really made fun of Jesus and his disciples, that they were not learned in those schools. But according to Edersheim, which seems fairly authoritative to me, he, it, they did have, like your basic school in the Holy Land would have been filled with scripture. So God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. Hey, subscribe. I almost said click the bell notification. That's YouTube. But do join us at YouTube at New Life of Albany, Georgia, and Facebook and YouTube. And maybe make a little notebook or journal of things that catch your attention every day. You'll have a power-packed apologetics library in no time, two, three, four weeks. And uh, also share with your friends, church family, college students, college clubs. God bless. We love you. Hope to see you again tomorrow. We're going to be still talking about archaeology and Old Testament manuscripts a little bit, God willing, and then maybe looking at some evidences from for Mosaic authorship in the next day or two. So God bless. Talk with you later. Please share. Bye-bye.